Hey, what up, Pick Freaks? Welcome back to the pod. This week, we have a more unusual topic to discuss, aliens and UFOs. Dennis picked an interview from News Nation titled, We Are Not Alone, The UFO Whistleblower Speaks. It's a great pod if you're curious about aliens, government intelligence, or even journalism. We also tapped into an anonymous guest named Mr. B, who bared his soul for a -a once-in-a-lifetime exclusive. And of course, if you're enjoying the pod, please rate and subscribe on whatever platform you listen to The Freaks. Or if you want to see video of The Freaks, follow us on Instagram at PickFreaks. On that note, let's get into it. Okay, well, before we get Mr. B on, I did just want to give a quick synopsis of what we watched this past week. So it is an interview on News Nation. Uh, The interview is titled, We Are Not Alone. In an exclusive interview on News Nation, career intelligence official David Grush makes the bombshell claim a U.S. government cover-up going back nearly a century sheds light on the existential question, are we alone? Dennis, why did you pick this? Um, I've been seeing it a lot in the news lately, at least the t- my Twitter timeline, because I don't watch actual news, but I was very interested in kind of diving deeper into who this guy is, how legit his claims are. And I wanted something a little different than a traditional piece of media. So yeah, it's kind of basically just a 45 minute interview. Um, I thought it would be more kind of documentary type, but no, just like a sit down interview, like 2020 sort of thing. Uh, Dennis, you answered the next question I had for you, but Owen, do you watch the news at all? Not really. I just, I, and if I do, I'm such a, I'm the worst at it because I just read headlines and I'm like, you hear about that and then talk about something and I just go off on my own idea of what happened without reading the actual story. Um, so I guess that would be reading the news, but I get now with Twitter and Instagram, I think that's all that you do get is kind of like a headline that shows like a quick clip of something and then you're supposed to make up your own mind on it and without getting any details. So. Probably should watch the news more. It just, it's the same shit over and over again. So, yeah, I, I mean, I enjoy watching the news. It's just like with kids, like there's no, that's like prime time of when they're conscious. Yeah. The news just brings me down, man. I hear it. And I'm like, this I, is I don't, dude, you're just talking about that submarine thing about how those people are close to death. And you, I got to stop smiling from ear to ear. <laughs> okay. Well, that didn't bring me down. That's just, they're crazy. That I think they brought that upon themselves. Like just did something stupid. The way that they're getting around down there is with like a PS2 remote that they like wired to operate the ship, which yeah. sounds really easy though. Because all the other ships, like planes and stuff, there's too many buttons. They make it too confusing. <laughs> so to dumb it down to a video game controller is probably a good thing. It has the rumble uh, rumble pad on it. Connection <laughs> in the back. Owen, oh, just so I can get this sound bite. So you're saying those submarine guys really brought themselves down? The submarine guys did bring themselves down just like the news does to me. Okay. 
I, it is interesting the couple of things you said there though that like I don't watch the news personally, but I do listen to NPR a lot, which is a very like fact based, mostly kind of centered politically run media. Yeah, and I, I listen to it when I drive a lot, and it's very peaceful. And I usually it's always like just like fluff pieces, like cooking stories and like interviews. It's never really hard news. But there was something really settling about watching this style of news that brought me back to my childhood. Because I feel like, you know, 60 Minutes or 2020 was always on in the background yeah. after a football game or something. So it really was kind of like, it. news is kind of nice background noise, although it is kind of, can be a little bit uh, sensationalist, like our boy Citizen Kane. Yeah, Next. I felt the same way. I haven't actually sat down and watched like that style of interview, other than like just seeing random sound clips, but like. And just the way the guy, like the interview guy just responds to questions and just like, are you saying like this, like, just the way he's not a real person at all. Like the way he's acting. I, I don't want to get too deep into that guy. Cause I have a lot of thoughts on him, but I thought he was awesome. <laughs> I thought he was such a good interviewer. Yeah. I mean, I think he was good. He's definitely made it interesting. It just, it's so, uh, listening to like podcasts and stuff, interview people, which is like, you know, three hours long or whatever, two hours long. And then you go to something like this where they just condense everything down. is just so different than right. what I'm used to, I guess. Now it's Wait, not very, that Dennis was a Joe Rogan had the three hour podcast. So it's like only a handful of those ones. Up, so. I do listen to the, like I listen to Elon Musk, Joe Rogan, like that kind of stuff. So um, shoot I, me. I had one other quick question. So how did you guys end up watching this interview? Because I tried downloading the News Nation app on my TV. I couldn't find the, the actual segment on there. And then I ended up having to watch it on the News Nation website because it wasn't on YouTube or anything. Dennis just sent the link. There's a video in the link. So I just clicked on that and watched it from there. Oh, for some reason, when I clicked on that one, it was like broken into like a bunch of like shorter interviews. Did you hear you? you're probably on the wrong part of the website. Cause like all the way at the top, it was the 45 minute yeah. interview. Okay, good. Well, I just want to make sure we all watch the same thing. Well, the guy had another interview with the guy earlier that wasn't as edited. So hopefully you watched the right one. I mean, oh. it's all the same. He's saying the same stuff. So you're fine. Yeah. All right. Well, we should have the same stuff with like saying absolutely nothing. Well, while we saying don't... something. Well, we should have Mr. B on in here calling in in a second. But while we wait, um, just curious what your guys' stance and general interest in extraterrestrials and UFOs is predating this uh, conversation. Very high. Very interested in aliens and UFOs. But the amount of energy I go into trying to look into it, researching on my own or listening to videos is absolutely zero. I need something like put right in front of me that shows me like this is actually happening. Otherwise, I, I don't go out and fish for it myself. But I am interested. And that's why I was pumped that Dennis picked this one. Because otherwise, I wouldn't have looked into it at all. Yeah. I, uh, I, I probably watch a UFO documentary once a quarter. Like I just watched one in Brazil like a week ago. Um, so I'm kind of interested in it, I guess. Just because I, I honestly don't believe in aliens and UFOs are here. I mean, I'll get I'll get deep into that, but I just like to l watch these people. I, I'm more interested in the people talking and just like what they believe in. 
and how stupid it sounds and like just any sort of rational thought you can kind of lead to a lead to something i don't know what the fuck i'm saying there kev <laughs> i'm trying to dissect what you said too and i'm not sure i understood it either oh, this, sounds like, this sounds exactly I, I, I like the, watch hey, documentary oh hey did you try calling that link or the number on that link our uh our informant is no uh, so on, on the google meet that i sent you there should be a phone number to call can you try that all right cool i would not expect any it issues for mr b you know he's he's deep in the state government uh but before we get him i just wanted to say that my interest in ufos and aliens probably about a two on a scale of one to ten I think you're going to find that most of my commentary in this discussion is more around journalism. I found <laughs> the journalism aspect of this very fascinating, just about like, what is this news source? Why are they doing like, why is he asking this question? Why is he challenging this question? So it'll go hand in hand, but I, I did like this kind of more grounded version of a UFO story. It's not just like some crazy person talking about an encounter. It's more like, Hey, the government has these facts. I just want the world to know that these facts are in the government's hands kind of thing. So um, I, I did find give, it interesting. Do you want to give a quick, did you already do this? A quick high level overview of kind of what they said or what, who at least the person is and like their, their initial claim. Um, yeah, I did do the quick synopsis earlier. Oh, <laughs> oh. all right. We have Mr. B. Hello. Mr. B, you got to turn your microphone on. Mr. B's muted. It's gotten, it's been already suppressed by the government. There we go. Hey, Mr. B here. Hello, Mr. B. Welcome to uh, Pick Freaks. Thanks for having me. So am I with the freaks or am I a freak as a guest? Kev? Hmm. (laughs) Uh, I think we'll have to hear how this interview goes and then we'll decide afterwards. Well, no, I guess what I'm saying is, like, are the pick freaks you guys or are the pick freaks the fans? Oh, good question. The I pick freaks is everybody. Freaks. We're all freaks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we don't fans. discriminate. Everyone could be a freak, even the podcaster and the listeners. So, Mr. B, why don't you just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself without revealing anything too much, just about maybe you get into your political beliefs, where you stand on news, or where you lean? Well, I would actually say I'm kind of moderate. In the past, I would have said I was maybe right-leaning. I'd say now I'm kind of split down the middle. Um, in regards to this topic, is you know, are we alone? It's been something I've been interested in for a long time now. So you are interested in extraterrestrials? If that's what you want to call them, but yeah. I'm curious, what would you prefer to call them? Well, what was the gentleman's name? Dave Grush. He was referring to them as... Uh, Non-human intelligences. It's NHIs. Fucking <laughs> call them aliens. <laughs> I know. The number of like acronyms that they're using, UAPs, UHIs, oh, yeah. UFOs. Like I couldn't I, keep up. I did I heard UAP a million times. I'm like, is this are, are they fucking up saying UFO? <laughs> they just <laughs> call it a UAP. It's like I, these these guys have no clue what they're talking about. I was driving to work today and listening to the interview for the second time. And <laughs> and the guy had said it like three times what UAP stood for. And then I was like racking my brain for 10 minutes. Like, what is UAP? I was like, what is the U? What is the U? 
So what is UAP? Can we clear that part up? No, I was trying to figure it out for like 10 minutes, even though he said it. Oh, no, the A. The A is what I don't know. Oh, okay. Phenomenon is P. I, yeah. Uh, so you are interested in non-human oh. intelligence. No, I thought you were going to say... No answer on UAPs? <laughs> oh, I have no fucking clue. I told you. I'm not interested in this Actually, shit. Kevin, so the synopsis I sent you, it had all the acronyms, and I said... In chat GPT, I said, make this so a 12-year-old can understand. <laughs> and that's what I sent you. Oh, so it got rid of all the acronyms? Okay, yeah. So I got from NASA. Um, again, I'm a headlines person because I just logged into Google and asked what UAP was. And it says, NASA announced unidentified anomalous phenomena. Like, come mm-hmm. on. Get a easier word. Uh, UFO is an easy word. Unidentified maybe, flying. Maybe because it's like not flying sometimes. I, I think because they, uh, you know, I don't want to sound like an expert, but I think because they, <laughs> they don't understand the mechanisms in which, like, it doesn't fly like we consider, like, how we know things to fly. So maybe that's why they, why they say anomalous, because, like, it might just be, you know, not actually flying through the air, but like some gravity thing. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Mr. B, I have two other questions for you if you're willing to comply. Sure. Uh, my first one is, so where do you generally get your news, whether it's UHI related or just any kind of news? Oh. What is it? Non- oh, NHI. 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 I, su- I suppose Reddit, right? Right. Are there any like specific um, subreddits you want to shout out? News. World news. <laughs> That's all you follow, huh? <laughs> <laughs> So you're not going to any specific websites. Like you're not going to this News Nation website. You you are just getting all your news aggregated for you on Reddit. Pretty much. This was the first time I'd ever heard of News Nation. I didn't know it was a thing until until I heard this guy was doing a story there. Is that a conservative network, News Nation? I actually researched this pretty extensively because I was so curious. Because it first comes off when you like first start the thing. It's like I'm like, oh, what is this right wing crazy bat shit stuff? But then I, uh, as the program went on, like I found that the reporting was just like very like fact based and very like had a lot of journalistic integrity. And I looked it up, and it, it turns out that News Nation is actually like very centered. It's up there with like NPR is one of the more centered broadcasts and fact based reporting. So it is not leaning either direction. Um, outside of just watching this forty eight minute, fifty one minute interview, have you gone deeper onto this topic of are we alone with Dave, uh, David Grush and his claims? So I actually I watched it when it premiered. What was it like last week? I watched it on News Nation, and there there was like a, an hour follow up, which didn't really. You know, I was to be totally honest, I was kind of unimpressed by the whole thing, and the follow up didn't leave me very more any more impressed. Um, and I I've read a couple of just like you know on Reddit, like on our aliens, like what. Uh, <laughs> People have been talking about this guy, and like I, I guess I've been reading some of the comments. I don't know. Like I said, I wasn't blown away by anything. Interesting enough, so I, about halfway through watching this interview, I actually tried finding this guy's contact information so I could reach out and try to get him on the pod too. I was very unsuccessful. This guy is hard to find. No. I spent like it's so I, easy to find. I spent like probably 30 minutes, like just like Googling like David Grush email, David Grush like address, David Grush. Like I tried everything and I couldn't find any contact. Did you try 
David Grush, david.grush at gmail.com. You should have been, when you invited us, had like a thousand iterations of david.grush, david.grush. <laughs> I thought about doing that. I suppose I could have had like chat GPT spit me out like all the hot mails and Yahoo email addresses and just like cold <laughs> reached out. But I figured I'd probably get one that was fake and then I would have some fake guy on here. <laughs> He's probably got some email that's like UFOs are real at uap.com <laughs> <laughs> um so mr b oh, oh my god, god dennis <laughs> you gotta cut his name you gotta bleep it out but they still hear it mr b can you give us a quick synopsis in your words of what what this whistleblower what his story is yeah so it sounds like I'll try to do it as quick as possible. His story is that he was some like naval intelligence officer, held a couple, bunch of different roles in the Navy. And do you mind if I cut you off, Mr. B? Go right ahead. Um, Air Force. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> He's uh, Air, Air Force. Force. All right. So he was some Air Force officer, intelligent guy. And then, like, a few years ago, was like tasked with joining some like UAP task force that like looked into this stuff and he was like granted access not to like actual evidence but rather just like documents that alleged that there exists a program um that like retrieves these crashed UFOs essentially and that he just became aware of it through that is kind of my general take. Did you find yourself becoming frustrated with government employees just like how much bullshit they must have to go through because he kept saying like oh my gosh i was briefed on this i was shown this i ordered a process for this like it was driving me crazy like yeah like this is this guy's job getting briefed all day long that's why i'm like kind of skeptical of all this because it's like he saw documents and like some person could have just fucking typed like something wrong or like it's like he's not seeing firsthand evidence of any of this stuff. It's like through documents and like interviews and things like that. So that's the only thing that's kind of questionable. It seems like fourth hand. You heard from a guy who heard from a guy who read somewhere. The other thing that drove me crazy is like, okay, we have this guy who's a whis- supposedly a whistleblower out here ready to tell the facts. But then every other question, he was like, I am not able to disclose that information. Dude, that's what drove me nuts, too. It's like all actual whistleblowers are blowing whistles, and they're yeah. like getting in trouble for it because they're releasing classified documents. This guy literally just reiterated what they showed everybody back in like 2019 when they unclassified a bunch of shit, and then he just showed a, bu- they showed a bunch of grainy videos that I think most people have seen if you see it come across on uh, news or anything. So I just feel like he didn't do shit. Yeah, he was showing videos of like aircraft, like government aircrafts that were tracking the grainiest bullshit ever. You can't see anything in any of those videos. They're just like grainy, like tons of pixels and just zooming by. I don't know. It's just kind of bullshit. It's like, what? what's what the did, point of this? What did you guys think of uh, Ross Coulthart, the guy, the Australian guy interviewing him? I actually said already, I, I thought he was awesome. I need to press you on it, but I need to press you here. Yeah, I thought it was great, though, because he kept like, look, like your credibility is in question. Wait, that does remind me really quick, because like at one point, the David Grush says, like, I was one of the most trusted officials in the 
government. Meanwhile, he's on some news program, like blowing the whistle. Like how trusted good this guy can yeah. be. Honestly, the whole time I watched the interview, I just looked at this guy's eyes and I'm like, is this guy crazy? Yeah. He and he was like, he did the thing where, I don't know, I was trying to figure out who's lying. You know, there's like telltale signs. Like if they do this, then that means that they're lying. He blinked like every time that he's like, it's true. Like that's how he started off. And I think that's a sign that says that someone's telling a fib. Yeah. And the, the first thing I Googled after the interview was his trying to find a picture of his wife. <laughs> just to see what kind of guy this guy is yeah like candy pool <laughs> yeah or if he's if he's like a single guy you know might be a little crazy mr b i got a tough question for you if you don't mind sure what's up do you think david grush cuts his own hair <laughs> he was pretty clean shaved wasn't he like clean shaven he looked like yeah. he had a buzz cut that like when you're in college and you don't want to pay for a haircut you buzz it yourself yeah i think he does I do too. It was so tight that I, I think I don't think you're going to get much anything better going to a barber. There was right. no fade on the sideburns. It was just like a perfect two or like a perfect four clipper all around with like very hard lines. I, I hated the way he would like answer questions too, where he was like, yeah. And like Bob his head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it reminded me of like some old mom gossiping. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah that's, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what happened. In front of her kids. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite was that how he had a couple like phrases just in the chamber where he's like, well, this is clearly a sophisticated disinformation campaign. He said sophisticated disinformation campaign at least nine different times. <laughs> yeah, I don't trust this guy at all. I don't either. I, I think we'll get into it a little bit more after we lose Mr. B, but I think he's just a straight up bullshitter. Well, let's so, get, let's get some, let's milk Mr. B as I'm much as we can. Um, I got to run soon. I'm still at this work thing. Actually. I'm just not trying to take this. He's at the Pentagon right now. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's, all right. How many aliens are there? At this <laughs> no, so check this out. I was at this, uh, I hate that I just said check this out. Oh my god, I never said it. <laughs> so I'm at this work like golf outing, kind of like we were at on Saturday. Um, but it's been going all day. And but it was like a work thing where my like team like organized it. There's a like, group of women that I work with. I'm the only guy. And uh and like the like the guy in charge of my office who like was like gave his closing remarks after dinner about like thanking and all the staff and everybody for coming. And he's like, and I want to thank this team of, uh, you know, this person's name, this person's name and Mr. B. He said, we could not have done it without these four great women. It was, uh, he, he thought I was one of the women. I'm embarrassed. And I just got roasted in front of like a hundred people and everybody was laughing. It was kind of rough. <laughs> and then you corrected him and told him that you use they, them pronouns. Correct. In his defense, he's never asked. What, what I truly identify as. So. Wait, That's did he fair. say That's your fair. name and like? Yeah, he said my name and then said these four women. <laughs> are how many women are there? There are three. Oh, oh yeah, he did. Okay, yeah, that's a diss. Yeah, only three. Um, Mr. B, do you believe that there's extraterrestrial life here? Oh, oh, here? Yeah, I, I think there, it's certainly out there, and I would, I would bet that it has been here before. Do you feel like they are living amongst us or they're kind of the, well, extraterrestrial, 
you know the word extraterrestrial that is that means out of this world right you can't not like from another dimension i thought that that part was interesting i think that's why this guy was using non-human intelligence because it could apply to like from other planets other dimensions maybe things from the earth is what he is why why he was using it i don't know i you don't think they're living with us like on uh, men in black where you got the guy that's asking for sugar and water Probably, I don't know. No, I, I would doubt it. Ooh, I was really hoping that was the case. The, the question I have, though, is why, if aliens have come here, why not just, why are they so secretive? One. And two, they can be so secretive, but sometimes they show themselves. That's the part that doesn't make sense. Mr. B. Oh, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think you're spot on. I don't know that either. Do you have any personal anecdotes or stories relating to a UAP encounter? I don't. So what makes you such a strong believer? Just the logical, like statistical, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like reasonable nature of it? Like <laughs> us not being the only people? Yeah, I also think it's just fun to think about. And, it, you know, it's kind of sad to think if we're, if we're all alone. You, do you fear being alone? I mean, I got you guys right here. Aww. <laughs> All right. I think that's Mr. B's time. <laughs> All um, right. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Mr. B. Anything you want to plug? Um, you know, Pick Freaks Wednesdays. Check it out. I'll be listening. <laughs> Thanks for that. We'll open up the podcast with that. All right. See ya. Later. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, that was Mr. great. B. I was expecting that to go way different. Yeah. yeah I think, I think a lot of hot, like, but he was at a work thing. So I think he couldn't be himself. I think he was afraid of the microphone, too. Yeah. I've had a conversation with him before about this and he got a lot more heated about it. Okay. Well, now that we've had our special guest, what do you say we get into uh, just the outline of the actual interview? Okay. All right. So we open up uh, an interview with David Grush, a former military intelligence official and air force veteran claims the U S government has alien spacecrafts. Grush has not personally seen any alleged alien spacecrafts but mentions interesting photos and interesting reports. I think we covered a lot of that already, but yeah, it just doesn't sound like he actually could provide any significant evidence other than him claiming to have seen something. Right. I just, I just got really frustrated on that. They put this whole interview together and the interviewer did a really good job of like trying to make it interesting by reiterating, like you are telling me this. And he just gave the broadest statement Every single time. And I just don't like, what's the definition of whistleblower? (laughs) (laughs) That's a cat caller, but an actual whistleblower, this guy just, I don't think he brought any information that I was like, holy shit. That's what I was looking for, dude. I was looking to be like blown away and walk around and tell everyone and be like, there's aliens everywhere. I think it's, it's more significant because it's a government official or ex-government official where that seems a lot more legit. Like there's, there's guys out there like Bob Lazar, who's like a guy that claims to have worked in area 51 and like seen aliens and like flown on the craft and all that stuff. And it's just so out there where I think this guy's kind of walking the line of like, so like his credentials are good. He's not saying anything too crazy. Like, you know, mm-hmm. he held hands with an alien as it passed away or something like that. It's like I read some documents that said the government retrieved UAPs, that sort of stuff. 
So it's it seems like that's why it's pretty significant is that you know the, the credentials and the claims aren't totally outrageous. Sure. I guess that that's good too where he's like man he's really good at it but I also really good at be, doing his job but he wants to be like dude if I could tell you what I actually know it would blow your mind. But I could tell you that the information I will that I do know will blow your mind is all he could get out and try to like really get people to believe that it's got to be super fucking tough if you can't get into details and that's all you can say. Yeah. But that interview that you brought up before, what was that guy's name that worked at area 51? I believe I watched that one. Bob Lazar. That one was way more interesting, but I, I, I totally agree where you're like, how fucking yeah. is this? The yeah. only thing that, that, that I stepped back and I was like, Oh, he might be right. What is the hand palm like thing? That's like to get into area 51. It has like those rods or whatever that you put your hand into. Yeah. And then they came out and there was like actual photos of, of that. I was like, okay, that, that might be true, but that also can be just information that he got from someone that he knows that works at area 51. That's a crazy documentary. Cause in the middle of the documentary, this, so this guy's claiming like, you know, he flew UFOs, all this shit in the middle of the documentary. He's, he comes back and he's like, my house is just raided and, he, and they go to his house and it's like trash. He's like the FBI raided my house and they want some, like, he has some something he has he claims he has some compound called like compound 51 that's like alien origins and they're coming for it and all this stuff so a thousand times more interesting than this but not as believable i i wish this was more interesting like that that sounds way more fascinating my biggest turn off when this thing first started was how edited it was i thought it was going to be a live raw conversation for like an hour and a half um, but then it ended up being like just all these little snippets. So like produced at the end, I don't know the whole thing. Just my, my takeaway is that this guy has the credentials. He left the government. Now he's seeking a second career. He's, it was just an opportunistic opportunity to become an influencer in some kind of community. And he just took it without yeah, having much to say. I, I like to imagine, you know, talking to this guy in real life and imagine talking to this guy and, just your BS meters going up the whole time. And he's probably ordering some like weird beer. And like, you can tell he doesn't really drink, but he wants to act like he does little pussy boy. I thought you were going to say is like ordering Chinese food on his phone. And you're like, going to call him out for it. But this guy's like (laughs) consistently edging always. He's like, "Mm, I almost got it, but I'm almost going to tell you. Yeah. And he'll tell you that he'll never blow. He's like, yeah, the type of guy where you're like, he tells some crazy story, and then you go into the details. He's like, I can't tell you that part because you're making it up, bitch. He's a tease. He's a tease. What did you think about the B-roll footage of him in that vest, plaid buttoned out in khakis, (laughs) where he's just walking around these like sterile government buildings, up and down stairs, through a little park? They kept cutting back to that. I thought it was hilarious. I. I, when he was sitting down, I'm like, this guy's kind of chubby, but I'm like, whoa, when he's standing up, not as chubby. And then kind of thought about how, when I sit down, I feel chubbier than when I stand up. That's Oh, that reminds me. There was something I loved when they first uh, brought him to sit down. They definitely played into like this ASMR, like satisfaction where like you could hear the microphone ruffling. Oh yeah. I loved it. Like it was very satisfying. 
that's a normal thing in like 60 minutes. It's like, yeah, we're showing you that this guy's getting interviewed. He's a real person. He's sitting. Let's let's listen to the mic ruffle as it goes on a shirt. Yeah, get the click clacks in there. Get a, you're really gonna reach the use with that one. Yeah. Um, they did then next, or I, maybe they, I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but they talked about how they were forced to create like a task force for all this stuff for like investigating UAPs. And I couldn't help but think just like how much of my tax dollars are going towards this stuff. Like how, how annoying is that? Honestly, not enough. (laughs) (laughs) We we need to know, get us all the information on these UAPs slash UFOs. Quit changing the name on us. because I can't keep up. And think about like, have you ever dealt with, have you ever like, I just got a speeding ticket the other day and I had to pay the ticket online and the online site looks like it's from 1995 and there's probably someone, they probably has as many IT people working on that as like a fucking really fancy site, but they're just doing s- such less labor on it because there's no pressure to do anything, you know? What's the term called where you um have so many like, uh, not steel doors or like red tape or what is it? Red yeah. tape. Red there's tape. just there's so much red tape to get anything done in the government that like they can't they probably had 600 meetings deciding on that acronym for ufo to be uap that is so true 15 <laughs> dude it is so it's like anything government related is such a drag if you have to interact with it as just a normal citizen and do something with government related resources it's a joke yeah Taxes, I don't get it. Let's change this podcast right now from UAPs to just the government and how it sucks. I think it goes hand in hand. Dennis, I have a question for you. When uh, David Grush revealed where he was from, did you think he lost all credibility? Wait, where was he from again? I forget. He's a Pittsburgh guy. Oh, yeah. He's a fucking Steelers fan. (laughs) (laughs) And he's here talking. Should be scared of Deshaun. Silence that man. Uh, another really random thought I saw, had while I was while he was walking around in that B-roll footage is, Owen, oh, I know you hate Scottsdale. I know you hate Miami, but could you ever see yourself living in Washington D.C.? Oh no, no, I, I couldn't. My brother and his wife they live there. They liked it. I, I've like been there and just no not for me i thought you were gonna say that dude i thought you were gonna say new mexico and my Uh, answer would have been equally the same no absolutely (laughs) not i can't live there either what's the scene in washington dc is that just kind of like snotty snooty people i can explain it really quick so it's very it's a lot like new york and la like very professional work focused work oriented people like very driven and you are defined by your job, but instead they're all political figures and they work for nonprofits or the government or for specific campaigns. But there's also just like, I, I don't know if you know this thing, like where no building can be taller than the White House. So there's just like no architecture. It's just like all old shitty government buildings and very spread out. And they have like a horrible transportation system. It's just, I can't imagine a worse place to live. The weather's probably decent, though. Yeah, I haven't really been back there since our eighth grade trip. Ooh, speaking about that, I have a <laughs> picture that I found of you, Dennis, from oh, our eighth grade trip to 
Washington DC and it was really good. I actually have it right. This is your oh my god. Oh <laughs> the whistleblower. Right. I think we should put yeah. that on Instagram. Dennis the whistleblower. That is crazy that that came up that that came because I was like, I need to send this to Dennis because it's such a your outfit's crazy too. Obviously, you know, I look at that first. You have like airwalk. I didn't know you owned like skateboarding shoes back then. I did I my mom bought them for me. I didn't have any sort oh, of okay. Blame it on your mom, dude. And what's the W? <laughs> You didn't get to go to Kohl's and pick up your <laughs> pick up your clothes for ten bucks. I, I, I have never been a fashion um, nista. No, it's fine. That that was the one part that I thought was funny, but I also looked at your face. What are you like, wearing? Damn, dude. Um, I don't know. It's something really cool. <laughs> You're never gonna see it though. I remember specifically before that trip, I was at Walmart like the night before. You know how like we had the bus leaving it at six a.m. Mm-hmm. I remember, I, I think we went to the rec like after school that night. Um, and my mom took me to Walmart afterwards. And I remember buying a pair of jeans from Walmart that I specifically was excited to wear on that Washington, D.C. trip. Fuck yeah, man. A pair of light wash. They probably looked amazing. So. I'm sure they looked great. Yeah. I bet I have a picture of it. I, I had like a billion pictures from that trip, and there's nothing important in the pictures. So. I remember what, what did you take pictures on? A disposal camera? Yeah, and this is the second time that this this trip has come up on our podcast out of like four or five episodes. Is <laughs> this trip? The last time it was about Euro trip and about how you were looking at the boobs. <laughs> no boobs. Oh, oh yeah. No, cut that. Dennis doesn't look at boobs on TV, <laughs> especially from the movie Euro Trip and Washington no. DC. Okay, Sorry, go on, Kevin. So, ne- so next up in the interview, according to Grush, the U.S. has multiple vehicles or spacecrafts made by a non-human intelligence. He believes their existence is being hidden from the public. They talked a lot more about spacecrafts than they do about like spacemen or like creatures. Yeah. yeah. They well, it sounds like he basically said that they've recovered some men or whatever not men, whatever they are. I don't want to assume who, what they are from a spacecraft that crashed. Um, at least in the documents he read, but like it almost, the guy kind of led him onto that. That's what it felt like a lot in this interview. It was like the, the interview guy was, did you actually see space men? And he's like, yeah, you know, they crash sometimes. And there was like, there might've been people in there, like kind of like that where you're like, okay, so not, nothing definitive. He didn't really <laughs> say anything. They go, yeah, that's, you know, I saw yeah. those spacecrafts, you know, can't get into what else was in part of it. And I can't tell you about anything, but that's what I'm saying. So Grush suggests these vehicles have either landed or crashed on Earth and the U.S. government and defense contractors are trying to reverse engineer the technology. I feel like I've had ufo technology and i've thought about ufo technology in my head and why they're not doing this it's very similar to my idea of the anti-gravity ball (laughs) that for those that don't know is back in high school maybe grade school it's probably high school so i was like they need to invent a ball that just defies gravity every time it bounces like a bouncy ball it actually goes higher instead of losing instead of losing ground it gains ground 
And the fact that no one could figure that out is crazy to me because it seems so simple. I just, I, I, I honestly think about your anti-gravity ball probably once a month. Cause I remember it was the first time where I'm like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life where it's like, you basically invent something that would be so hard to invent, but for like the dumbest purpose in the world. <laughs> but if they did it, it would be incredible. And it seems so simple. It's like, why don't they invent a time machine that can like, just instead of having really hot pizza rolls, like you just put it in there and it <laughs> turns back time or fast forwards time. And then your pizza rolls are hot. <laughs> but it's yeah. Like, like in order to solve the problem of hot pizza rolls, you are defying time. <laughs> yeah. So they uh, should they should do that. But my thought of these UFOs, and it comes back to that other interview or documentary with the other guy that worked at Area 51, is that he just he he explained them as being that they weren't like they weren't going through the air by like wind. You know how airplanes move as they're pushing wind behind them or whatever. And it was just kind of like yeah. pulled forward by some force. Um and I was always just like, why don't they just use magnets for stuff? <laughs> they don't use magnets enough. And like, you push two magnets together, they fucking push back hard. That is a crazy thing. Like, so this- why, why aren't, I feel like that's what fucking UFOs are doing. They're like, we, we figured out how to actually <laughs> put, put the goddamn saucer in the air at this, this level. And we're just playing off the metal and the earth and just fucking go for it if we need to. And we turn our magnets on a little bit higher as we go forward. Dude, yeah, those have you seen magnets pick up a car. Dude, magnets do everything. And then it's like it's such an it's an energy source, I feel like. Because like they it pushes and it attracts stuff super quick. So I have two points. Figure it out. I have two points. One, this is exactly why David Grush is doing this. Like Imagine if they just could get Owen access to all this information and technology. Yeah. <laughs> you, I well, would, I would tell everyone. Put because, a magnet underneath the plane, and, and they'd be like, "Oh my fucking god, we didn't think of that." <laughs> yeah, he would. It would solve so much of our problems if Owen could just get a taste of this information. Uh, my second point is Owen actually does have a lot of experience with alien technology. Um, he deals with it every single time he's trying to get on the podcast to get his microphone working. <laughs> it doesn't even make any sense. Explain your joke. How's that alien technology? It's basically alien technology to you. It's like it's like a, a normal uh, person stepping into a UFO and they're like, fly this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd be like, where's the magnets? Man, I got it. I'll figure it out from there. <laughs> All right, next uh, little snippet. Some of these vehicles, as per Grush, contain the bodies of pilots, and some of the spacecrafts were very large in size, like a football field. That was crazy. Large in size, like a football field, and they recovered them. Why aren't, I'm sure, normal human beings are recovering these things, as they say. Like All of a sudden, the, the only people that recover them are somehow U.S. officials or someone that has this really high clearance. And the people that may have actually have seen them don't spit out any information. No, I think they do. Like I've seen documentary. I just watched one like two weeks ago about a crash in Brazil in like the nineties. And they claim it was a big crash, not as big as a football field, but I I just, where are these, where are these football field sized 
UAP showing up that we're not seeing it. They are always crashing in an open field around nothing. They don't yeah. damage the they don't damage New York City or San Francisco or major cities. They are always crashing where no one's around, no one sees them, and they pick them up and they're like, "Oh, saw this UFO out in Arizona." What when they say the word football field, what football fields comes to your mind? That's such a good question. Like I think of a, I think of a specific football field, and it's the one from our grade school. I don't know why. I just stand at the sidelines. Maybe it's because I actually re- like ran that one, so I know how long it is. You did I, the Indian runs. Oh wait, Native Amer- Native American runs on that on that uh, on that field. Yeah. Nothing came to mind until you asked me what came to mind, and as soon as you did that, that was SJJ Field. The one that comes to my mind, I think mine just comes like generic football fields from a movie like the first one that pops into my head is not another teen movie when he's doing the janey's got a gun <laughs> so a guy sing, singing on a football field yeah <laughs> okay. that's what comes to my mind just like and a generic. Just imagine a ufo ship landing that's kind of what i imagine mm-hmm. yeah but is it the shape so he says it's the size of a football field is it square like it or is it just that's I think volume and it's like a circle, it's cylinder. What is it? What do you imagine? I imagine I imagine I the football field flying through. <laughs> and it's got like dirt and grass coming through. When he said that, that's all I thought of. What's the uh the spaceship at the beginning of Star Wars? US Enterprise, USS Enterprise. That's like definitely that. Star Trek. Oh, but- Star Wars. Yeah, either way, I kind of picture something like that, just football-sized. Um, okay, let's keep going. The vehicle, he adds, may not be extraterrestrial, but could possibly come from another dimension, as per quantum mechanics. I will say I think this is probably the most interesting point he made throughout the entire interview. It's just that these aren't necessarily spaceships coming down from space. They are more likely... Uh, vehicles coming from another dimension and just popping into our dimension they're not like flying around the atmosphere and you think it makes more sense for that than yes a a spaceship visiting our planet i mean we visit us ourselves as humans have visited other planets like it's definitely doable i agree with kevin if it's i mean yeah if it's true what they say like the realistic nearest uh intelligent life is so far away And I think it's more likely that because time is quote unquote nonlinear, like that maybe humans from the future are able to travel back in time and just like appear. Agree. I think that that is so much more reasonable and they're trying really hard to figure it out and they just can't fucking do it. So they just kind of send like probes of like, we got this thing through, we got this, we can't figure out how to get like humans through or anything like that. And I just think, I thought back to the movie Interstellar is mm-hmm. where he's like trying to do like the time thing through like pushing out of a book from a bookshelf. There is, there's gotta be more dimensions. And I feel like that's, there's gotta be people or things or beings that can be like, this is crazy. They can't see us or I could see through all these things that we're trying to communicate, but for some reason doesn't work out and they're doing their, their heart, like hardest to do so. And they got this good, technology and trying to force things through not everything you get through i think that's more reasonable than because i feel like if you are coming from space to here 
you would send a message, you would do something because you're trying to interact with those people. And I guess that goes for the other way around too, but it just seems so much more reasonable and how the like the UFOs just disappear and shit, probably disappearing to the fourth dimension again or something like that. Not like disappearing into space. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't, it just, maybe it just seems so unbelievable to me and you know, it's, there's so much shit we don't know that the U S is like done like secret stuff. So how do we know other countries aren't doing the same, that kind of stuff too, where it's could be some fucking ship they made or something like that. And we just don't get it. Um, and, and they talked about how a lot of this started in the 1933 and all that stuff. And isn't it kind of strange, you know, right when flight, you know, like you don't hear much about this before that maybe it's just because of media and stuff but flights invented around then and then there's another theory this kind of goes more on the ufo side but as soon as nuclear um like atomic power and uh, you know atomic bomb all that stuff was invented that's when the uptick of ufo started um but it's also like when the cold war started and all that sort of stuff so i i don't know i think it's it could be just some other country and you think that they're so like a lot of the ufo experience i guess is that they go to nuclear plants and like warn them to not do whatever there's one thing that i watched that like a ufo showed up at a nuclear not a power plant sorry it's a nuclear power plant but where they're doing nuclear bombs the one like disarmed all of their things shine their light on it like basically saying like don't do this so you're thinking that like different countries are sending their own like fake space stations over and like, are... no, I think it's more like there, or it, it could even be like a private company, like the shit you see in the sky. I mean, the, the accounts of, Oh, and a ship crashed and there's aliens that could be, I don't know. I don't, I just, I think the government's just so fucked up that I can't believe anything they say. I just am such a skeptic about all this stuff. So I, I agree that I, there's always probably a more reasonable explanation. It probably are just like crashed spy balloons or failed attempts at like experiments of flying or just, I, I think there's always going to be a more logical experience than either a spacecraft or somebody coming from another dimension. Yeah. And I think about my grandpa in, he was in the Korean war. He claims that he saw a spacecraft. Like he was in Korea. He's on the a field or something. Um, and it was the middle of the night and all of a sudden this thing hovered over him and shined a big light but then, and then flew off. And I'm just thinking, okay, what could that, that could be like a helicopter. It could have been like some initial drone, something that would like, if you saw that, if someone said that now where they're like middle of the night, a big light came over me, shined it at me and then flew off. It wasn't that loud. Okay. That could be a drone. You know, we, we understand that technology now. So like how, could that have existed back then? We just didn't know from some yeah, other government. Not to mention, he is telling a story from probably the most stressful period of his life and most heightened experience of his life where he's seeking any kind of distraction. Like, of course, that's where that story comes from. Yeah. And then, this, crazy. And then this hot girl showed up. <laughs> yeah, I shook her titties. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no shirt on. <laughs> and then she just disappeared. <laughs> Um, peace grandpa i was gonna uh, say is he still is he still alive or no 
No, but it is wow. interesting. Like as old people, well, <laughs> he would have. They all have like he had a bumper sticker on his the back of his car that just said "I remember Korea." And being little, I'm like, "What the fuck does that mean?" I had no <laughs> clue what that was. Like, why does he like Korea? I didn't even know what Korea was. And then I knew it was a country. And then I'm like, "What happened in Korea?" And then I found out there was a Korean War. And then I found out, oh, he was in the Korean War. And it's kind of like stuck with him his whole life. Well, Dennis, uh, as a human being, all you can ask is that your stories live on through your uh, your relatives. <laughs> so I'm glad you could uh, honor your uh, grandpa in this podcast. Yeah, now it's going to be uh, broadcasted to millions of listeners. Correct. So, yeah, just don't clip that one. Okay. So this is where the interview, in my opinion, starts to get a little bit more uh, off the rocker. The guy Grush doesn't necessarily say anything, but he doesn't deny any of these questions that are coming his way. So Grush insinuates some of the alien beings could be malevolent and have killed humans, implying a secret pact between the government and aliens, which has led to murders to maintain the secrecy. I can start by just saying, like, I really enjoyed the part about the first spacecraft appearing in Italy and that the Vatican helped cover it up. Yeah, I, I saw a funny tweet about that actually about this interview and they're like the Vatican confirmed that there's non-human life intelligent life out there and they're like isn't that their whole thing <laughs> god 100% <laughs> oh that's too good and then and yeah there's a whole theory that all the shit's coming out now because they're trying to form a new religion and the the government's basically going to you know, if they can prove like, hey, there's alien life here, we'll all believe in that. And it's like everyone has a new religion, a new God. So it's just a business thing. Cause anytime any religion comes out, it's like business motives. Yeah. And they're they going to pay taxes. That, they'll raise their taxes like 1%. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and did you see The Watchmen? Uh, HBO show? Yeah. Yes. I, God, I don't know if I watched all of it. I definitely watched a good amount of it, though. That's a really good one. It's it's Damon Lindelof, our guy, Mrs. Davis, lost the leftovers. And uh, I, I just always think back to like how one of these superheroes created a giant squid to fall on the planet just to bring us all together. So yeah. kind of comes back to that a little bit. Like maybe there you create a common enemy or a common interest to bring everybody else together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it was just silly that like he wouldn't he, the interviewer kept kind of pressing him like, so are people getting injured by these aliens? And the guys just kept like, yep. They very yeah. well they very well could be. His front two teeth were big. Yeah, they were. Yeah, so they were I just kept thinking about that. I was like, man, that's like such a that's all I could focus on. That and then he sh- shaking his head. The actual like stuff coming out of his mouth I didn't listen to because it was always the exact same thing. Where they're like, you're telling me this. And he said, yes. And he wasn't really saying, I don't think anything was said that entire interview. I mean, he basically said the government's recovered alien spacecraft. For 45 minutes and no other like answer. And he's like, you're telling me that this happened. And he confirmed it for 45 minutes straight. What do you think David Grush's like, favorite type of movie is? Comedy, drama. American Sniper. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of a war movie too, Kevin. I was just like, it's just a war movie. I guess that's not that crazy of <laughs> an answer since he was in the military. 
Or he just likes Marvel. It's either that or Forrest Gump. So it's one of the two. <laughs> I would yeah. rather listen to Forrest talk for an hour. Um, so they did mention that uh, other countries are more transparent about these kind of encounters and that the U.S. has only released three famous videos. Um, one specifically that they referenced was the Tic Tac. Did that guy stand out to you at all? I actually recall seeing that back in like 2019 when they released it. I remember watching yeah. that video and being like, okay, I think that's crazy, but it's like just not crazy enough for me because it's not giving enough. Everything can be like falsified. You know, you can make a video about anything. And when it's super grainy, it even makes it like less believable. The only part that makes it seem a little bit believable is that they have not that great a camera. So yeah, where they're infrared or they don't see the same. So when it comes across there, it looks crazier. And I just don't like, there's not, there is not enough like great footage that looks real enough and enough people saw it and it goes, comes, I don't know. It just yeah. bugged me. That, that video it's like, I don't watch enough of it. So they could have been like, this is a normal video. And I'd be like, oh yeah, that, that's normal. <laughs> They're just following something in the sky. Like I have no fucking, exactly. that could be a or. Right. It could be another plane flying by. Like, I don't yeah. know. They're like, look at how fast it goes. It's like, it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. doesn't look like it's going that fast. No. <laughs> uh, oh, and you, oh, and you mentioned that your dad, cause you're at home for the week. Like your dad has a camera on every door and your dad, 60 years old. Not not exactly a technology expert, but definitely likes technology. Like biggest criticism of this is how is it possible we haven't caught any decent footage of the sun camera when exactly. everybody has a camera at all times? It's crazy. Like the closest to like UFOs that I've heard from anyone seeing is like they've seen uh, Elon Musk's um, like what is it called the U Star the Star Starlink? Link. Yeah, and everyone the first time they see that they're like that's a UFO. <laughs> But it's not. And no one sees anything like that or gets it on camera or does anything. And there's cameras literally fucking everywhere. And the fact that the best ones that we have is just from like US pilots flying over stuff and something's flying below them. I don't buy it. I mean, there is a lot of footage out there, but none of it's it's compelling. It's What's that? None of it's very compelling. Yeah, it's all kind of like that, where it's like, look at this shiny object in the sky that's really, really far away, and it's moving weird. And you're like, okay, that could be a balloon, or that could be nothing's blowing you away. Um, and you think there, like, there's been a crash. I mean, actually, did you have you guys speaking of, just to contradict my whole claim that I just said? <laughs> have you seen that video from like a few weeks ago about there was a crash in? I think New Mexico and or Nevada and it is on a cop's dash cam and you see this crash. And then like 10 minutes later, there's a call from um, some like Mexican people. And they said, there's eight foot creatures in our backyard. <laughs> this happens every podcast, the way our own's at. Just leave them to be. Leave them. Oh, it's mom. Hi, Mrs. Fogarty. She can't hear you. Who's that? You're on camera. Oh, no, no. Well, I told you to stop. <laughs> you didn't want to stop. Can you turn it so it's silent? No, I can't. You can get out. They're laughing at me. Yes, they're laughing at you. 
Let me turn the camera off real quick so she could do. I don't know what she's even doing. Okay. Um, well, we're we're getting close to the end of the interview. I did want to mention though, like I liked the petty relationship between Grush and this and this guy, Doctor Sean Kilpatrick. Basically, Doctor Sean Kilpatrick's the like the current head of like all this stuff of the government, and he's like, if only the guy would text me, if only the guy would answer my calls. <laughs> like, it was. So I just Im- I imagine the Mad Men scene of um uh fuck i want to say mr madman what's his name uh don draper don draper and the the one guy that he's like i don't even ever think about like the guy goes off on him like you're blah 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 you're this 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 and he's like i don't ever even think about you it's like i love that situation is like this guy was probably some low level loser and uh like this guy's like this this guy's crazy he just wants money he just wants a little bit of attention, a little bit of, yeah. I, I mean, I, I will, spoiler alert, my takeaway is this guy is just a big bullshitter, wanted a little bit of attention or somehow like a way to monetize this. And uh, I did like, though, that I don't have much else on the um, actual interview. I just like that it ended with a credibility test. I thought that was very important just because they, they asked him questions like, what personal risk is he taking? It really wasn't that much. They asked if like he's potentially somebody else is using him to like try to like steer up some conversation, which I think could totally be the case. Like they were feeding him information in the government. And they also just mentioned that like this guy has literally no documents, no serious evidence, just him talking on a camera. Yeah. And I mean, it was interesting that the the Department of Defense approved him talking about this and I think that could either go two ways where, well, it really just kind of goes one way where he's like, okay, this guy's saying stuff. That's just totally not true because we're approving it. You know, it's like, whatever. Cause they, they said you can talk about anything that's not classified. Um, so we covered a lot of this, but I thought I could just kind of rifle through some of the criticisms of this interview. Critics argue that these claims mirror science fiction tropes, alien spacecrafts crash landing on earth, humans reverse engineering alien technology and government conspiracies to hide alien existence. Yeah. I mean, that's not a huge criticism. Like they're tropes for a reason. They make sense. Sorry. I was reading some quick facts about David Grush while you're talking. Oh, I would love to hear these. How old do you think that guy is? Uh, I know the answer when I was Googling. How much? 46. Can I say? Yeah. 53. So he was 36 at the time this like news story kind of broke. I don't know if he's 37, 38 now, but like when he started talking, he was 36. No, yeah, it just broke. So he's 36. So like, the amount of stress that that guy's got had to have gone through then. He looks older, but at the same time, if oh. he's in his 40s, he looks young for 40. I just, I mean, so maybe he looks his age. You think he looks, that guy looks old as hell. Like imagine okay. talking to a guy and he's like right. almost okay. our age. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, because we're four. Yeah, we're like three years yeah. younger than him. <laughs> Do we think that he might be an alien? Mm. I haven't thought about that. You know what I've thought about? <laughs> it's that I actually am an alien. The next big criticism is it seems as unlikely that advanced alien vehicles would crash frequently or contained pilots considering our own progress in automation and drone technology. That one makes a lot of sense. Like if we are sending something from the future, like 
why the hell would there be a pilot there and why the hell is it crashing and not making it home? Yeah. Unless, I mean, maybe it, it is, if that's what it is, I mean that we like, that's going to happen when we send people to other planets, there, there's going to be, just think about, you know, when we launched spaceships that happen or not spaceships, whatever they're fucking called. Are they called spaceships? Shuttles, space shuttles. Yeah, I think spaceships are, it works just fine. I think, we'll, <laughs> I think everyone would agree with you on that one. Yeah. And um, we ta- did find David Grush's wife's Facebook. She cute? I think she's chubby. I'm guessing she's a little chubby. No, she looks, she looks like normal, I guess. I There's this ad next to it that says, Dirty Amazing Vintage Photos. And it's like this weird photo. Damn, dude. <laughs> Click on it. Let's see what's going on. All right, all right. Let's get us back on track. Uh, the the other criticism is that in an age of high definition cameras, why is the footage blurry and indistinct? We talked about that. Um, and then the last big thing is, despite making extraordinary claims, Grush has not provided su- substantial evidence to back them up, leading many to compare his claims to popular science fiction narratives. So yeah, on that note, I think the guy's a bullshitter, and I thought the interview is interesting but overall i didn't really it's not my kind of thing i like to watch i think my opinion on this guy is they beefed him up to think that they're going to give him all this information all this clear answer like you're going to get through all this stuff and like but they did all the research to find out that this is totally a guy that would just blurt out all the information so they pretended like they gave him all this clearance and gave him all this bullshit stuff that isn't true and just kind of pumped him through it. It's like, yeah, we found this and this is this. Here's some papers. And just they lied to him to do like a double cover up of like what is actually going on to get him out there and see all this. Yeah. It's- oh, and. Are you basically saying this guy's a puppet? Is that what you're saying? Yes, that they're like faking it to him, but they know that he's going to fucking spill the beans no matter what. So like, all right, we're going to like pump this guy full of bullshit, but not enough bullshit that makes us seem crazy, but he Mm -hmm. might be crazy and he kind of debunks some other things. So that way we put people off on a different path. People are going down that, but really we're going through all this other stuff. And the guys that they actually trust have that information are probably watching this and be like, oh, my God, that's the fucking guy. <laughs> what a goober. <laughs> that's him. Oh, he he's on it. TV. They, this, this worked out perfectly. So we got the information. We have the aliens. They're over here. They're different than what you think. I like that theory. Dennis, what do you got? Yeah, I think I kind of agree with what Owen's saying where I think he's, he read some things and is just like, not so much that they're feeding him information, just misinterpreting things very, someone misinterpreted something. And then it just been amplified and amplified down the line. And now it's like a news report. Like someone could have wrote, like we found fucking organic life in this craft. And it turned into like, we found organic extraterrestrial life. And it's just, everything's blown out of proportion. So I'm not going to believe it until I see it. It's just like ghosts and all that stuff. I'm really interested in like just watching that stuff. Cause I just like to see the, the people and they believe it and just kind of like get in their brain and see why like their whole life perspective on why they believe this is more interesting than the actual phenomena phenomenon phenomenon phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> but 
this guy just wasn't interesting. He wasn't like uh, even as an interesting person. It's more shocking to me that he's only 35 now. And I think he's even stranger. Damn, he's even younger than you said he was 36. Or, he's, yeah, he's Kevin's 36. The one I read that said 35, but around there. Um, so, yeah, that's just crazy to me. Okay. To tie everything together, Dennis, I do believe you stated that Mr. B introduced you to this story. Or at least you had a discussion with him about it. And he yeah. said, why is everybody on the planet not talking about this? And I think we know the answer to that question now. Because it's boring oh. as fuck, dude. <laughs> that was such a snoozer. <laughs> was that was a that was an interview that gave zero anything. It gave a bunch of nothing. I literally fell asleep while I was watching it like two or three times, too. Two or three times. <laughs> I was really tired. I was jet lagged. I flew from Washington to Ohio on a red eye. I was catching up on sleep. So see anything up there? Say what? You see anything up there? Up in the sky? Is this like it? Oh, I thought you were trying to get me with uh, do you, what are you eating under there, Joe? <laughs> Underwear. <laughs> so. No, you see anything in the skies while you're flying? Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Couple UAPs, baby. Okay. Do you guys that think is- about the word W <laughs> WAP at all? Wop, what ass pussy? <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. Are we Dennis, do you have anything else, or am I good to share my pick? Uh, you're good. I'm not going to try so hard next time, so go ahead. So my pick for next week, this year marks the 25th anniversary of Now That's What I Call Music. <laughs> and I, I, uh, I have a couple routes we can go, but my personal preference is on May 5th of 2023, there was Now That's What I Call Music Volume 86 was published i would like us all to listen to the most recent version of it love that pick more than anything ever that's gonna be really fun yeah i'd be very curious to see what how now that's what i call music is defining the state of music currently so dennis make sure you actually listen to it (laughs) i'll try to come i think there's lots of games we can play with this is just gonna go to the now like the main thing just like i did 100 gags of play for the beginning (laughs) 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 yeah Uh, play music to the top down so the, the actual album. <laughs>